and welcome back to What You Think. You're joined by your host, me, Bez, Momo, Mel, and Jang. And today we will be talking about the new Suicide Squad movie directed by James Gunn. Now, before we start our episode, we just want to give a massive warning. We're going to cover some major spoilers about the movie. So if you have not seen the movie and you don't want to ruin your movie experience, I suggest you go away. Or Everyone dies. or if you have have seen the movie or you just don't care then welcome to the club now before we get now before we get started in the actual movie review i'm really curious as all of us have watched the 2016 suicide squad i would like each of us to give a one-liner sentence of what we thought of that movie as well as the rating so we can do like a comparison in the middle so who wants to go first? I think Justin should because he is the biggest fan of that film. I still Ooh. remember 2016. He was like, I love this. He bought a shirt really? with the Suicide Squad logo. Nice. So yeah. No, okay. The, no, I, I bought the shirt because uh, me, Momo, and a few other people, we, we played GTA together yeah, yeah, and we yeah. called ourselves the Suicide Squad. So I bought <laughs> that shirt for two reasons. But yeah, and also I watched the Suicide Squad like many, many times. And one of the times I watched it in Australia in the biggest IMAX. So because wow. of that, like I think I'm slightly biased because it, <laughs> it looked very, very good. So uh, yeah, but I like that movie a lot because I think that was one of the first... Um, movies where they did like the villain's perspective I think this was before Venom and all, all those other yeah. uh, anti-hero movies so this <laughs> was the first time they did that kind of thing and I really liked it and yeah I, I know a lot of people didn't like like Jared Leto's Joker and Enchantress yeah. was a bit weird with her dancing and everything but like, <laughs> yes. oh, but overall <laughs> like um, Will Smith and uh, Marco Robbie, Robbie and yeah they, they really carried it and it was really yeah it was, it was just a fun movie just just like this Suicide Squad is really really fun oh, oh yeah rating. do you have a rating for that yeah uh, what, what, out of 10 or out of 5 or what uh, uh, out no, of 10 la. <laughs> okay out of 10 okay uh, I, I guess I'll give it a 8 8 Ooh. yeah I'll give it an 8 probably nice yeah oh. Not gonna lie, I think you're the first person I know that liked this movie. Because let's <laughs> make it another person. I'm gonna come in right now. Uh, I actually <laughs> like the movie. Let's make it a double. I actually like this movie a lot more than oh. uh, most people. But I give it a seven out of ten. The first one, mm-hmm. it's a very interesting story. I think uh, not really the movie itself. I mean the behind the scenes tale. Uh, you know how they got a trailer movie studio he just come in and edit the movie and add a bunch of music that part definitely was jarring you know the text on screen Enchantress was a shit villain but I have to echo a lot of what Jang said the character, the characters the core suicide squad it was just a fun movie but yeah the villain was horrendous um, they could have used more Joker but overall I'd like to say release the AF cut that's all I have to say about the first suicide oh. squad but it's kind of like Justice League in the sense where it's perfectly competent it's fine it doesn't do anything um to change the comic book genre per se or redefine it it's just a fun movie you can watch for two hours the soundtrack is amazing though i'll say that mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah that was yeah, good. Yeah. yeah yeah that's about it i would so give to the 2016 suicide squad about a 7.5 i haven't revisited it recently but from what i remember like jang said it was one of the first times we actually see like something from like the villain's perspective like marvel but (laughs) villain you know and i really enjoyed it at that time and i think i'm just going to be one of the few people that actually quite enjoy um the 
Jarrett Leto's Joker. Okay. Um, no, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> she was a shit villain. I have, to, I have to admit that I was a really shit villain. But it was a movie that I didn't really take seriously. It was something that I just watched for fun because I thought the premise of it all was really interesting at the time, and I just really liked the soundtrack as well. And the only soundtrack I can really think of was Gangster by mm-hmm. Kalani. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Call the me only- a gangster. <laughs> we can't say. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. I did enjoy the Harley Quinn and Joker dynamics and I felt like that movie was really iconic in a way that we've established the mm-hmm. icon of Harley Quinn and that really carried for it all the way till now with Birds of Prey and the new Suicide Squad so it's really nice to see Margot Robbie reprise her role again and again after the success of how famous her character became after the first Suicide Squad movie so yeah Am I the only one here that does not like it? It sounds like I am. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I did not like this movie at all. For me, it was a mediocre mess. Yeah, I found the characters extremely boring. I yeah. Found, like, like, they were Katana. just... Like they were crazy, <laughs> like they, they were crazy, but like they were crazy for nothing. You know, they, it, like they were just like crazy for nothing. I found the storyline extremely flat. It was just mm-hmm. also so depressing to look at. The colors was just <laughs> oh, so... It's, oh, yeah. It's so dark. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah you can't see anything. The <laughs> costumes were horrible. I'm so sorry. No. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, and, and the CGI. Oh, the, CG, the, the CGI was not the best. Like, I think the worst part was mm-hmm. Cara Delevingne's, like, oh, yeah. at the end. I don't know what you Oh, the dancing. <laughs> yeah, I can give you anything you want, my child. <laughs> I, guess, I guess, like, the only good thing was, I agree with everyone, the soundtrack, that was the only thing that popped in that movie. But I gave, for me, I gave that movie a 4 out of 10. That was just... Mm. Wow. Wow. I'll just have one more thing to add. That Go movie was the defining movie of 2016, I think, for better mm-hmm. or worse. Would you yeah. not agree? We were all yeah. in school by then. Yeah, the, the first trailers that came out, everyone watching it, the Bohemian Rhapsody, everyone dressed up as Harley Quinn. So yeah, yeah that I think was the most, it managed to capture the, what is it? Cultural zeitgeist, if you will. Yeah, I think also like, I guess kind of like, kind of kicked stuff kickstart the DC cinematic universe I think people started getting more excited when at that time Suicide Squad was announced I don't yeah. think so really? I think, I, I think BVS and Suicide Squad were the building blocks oh no it started to if you think about it, a train station or like a train those were huge bumps along the way that made people go like the DC movies uh, will stick to Marvel I think so yeah just <laughs> BVS, uh, I like I love BVS more than most people. That was a huge bump in the road. Uh, and then you come to Suicide Squad, people were like, uh, really? And then it all culminated, I think, in Justice League being really underperforming at the box office. So, yeah. All right. So now that we've given a brief summary of what we thought of 2016 Suicide Squad, it's time to dive into the actual movie review of this year's Suicide Squad. So with our podcast, we always like to start off with the negatives, get the bad stuff out of the way. So what did you guys not like about this year's Suicide Squad? I can go first. Um, This is basically a soft reboot of the 2016 version. And I honestly felt like I couldn't really get into it in the beginning. And, and mm. it, it, it was kind of one of those movies that kind of just slowly picked it up. And then by the end, you're kind of like getting a bit more invested in it. But 
at the beginning, I just felt like it was really hard to feel the impact of this film besides the basic idea of bringing a bunch of prison inmates together to fight against a common enemy at the beginning. But we are um, towards the end, we, we, we found out that, I don't know, it just really picked up with the pacing and stuff. But I don't know. <laughs> I just felt like basically it's the pacing at the beginning that just didn't really do it for me. And it's essentially the same thing as 2016. So it kind of felt like nothing new was really being brought to the plate at the beginning. And I felt like Harley Quinn was being the only 2016 person. Am I, am I mistaken? No, Rick Flag, Captain No, no, Boomerang, no, sorry, sorry. Amanda sorry. Waller. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I have not revisited the 2016 one in a while at all. But like, I don't know. I just felt like, so it's 2016 kind of like rendered not, I don't know, canon. I it's fundamentally canon. It's disagree canon, with right? you. Uh, no one okay. knows at this point. The DCU is a mess. In the words of a Queen song, nothing really matters in terms of continuity <laughs> in this <laughs> DC extended universe. Uh, I do have to agree with Mel on like the beginning. I found the beginning really slow. And like I don't yeah. know if it's Aww. just me, but why do they always have to mention the name Suicide Squad? Like in 2016, Will Smith was like, so what are we, some sort of Suicide Squad? And then this year they're like, this is some sort of suicide squad. I'm like, it's <laughs> funny. Yeah, that's true. I picked that up as well. <laughs> I found it kind of cringy, but everything else was fine. I'll get to my negatives later, but Momo Jeng, what did you not like about this movie? Oh, uh, what is that? Okay. Uh, no, the thing that kind of bothered me was the fact that it was so disconnected from the rest of the mm. DCEU, which is kind of mm-hmm. okay. But like, at the same time, they like Bloodsport, he's, uh, I can go into spoilers, right? So, yes, you can. Uh, yeah, so so uh, Bloodspot, he 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 was sent there because he put Superman in the ICU, and I was there like, what happened to Superman? <laughs> because they just they just like, oh, oh he, he's in the ICU, and I was like, oh damn, what happened to him? So like they didn't really talk about the rest of the uh, DC universe compared to like the first Suicide Squad where it was kind of connected but kind of like you know they like the Batman was there, you know like oh okay, but then this one was completely disconnected, which. I can see it as a good thing also because like, you know you can do what you want into your own isolated thing. But it was a bit sad that I was like, ah, I wanted to know about everyone else, but it's fine. This one is kind of a nitpick, but the costumes, I know that they are supposed to be weird and stupid, but like so some are just like, oh yo. Ooh. <laughs> oh, like it's, it's not tactical at all. <laughs> not like polka dot man or like uh, or, or just like a a a peacemaker I, I know like it's co- comic book accurate but yeah they're walking through a jungle in like <laughs> I, I'm just like what is going on but it, I, I guess like I that one I can also see as a good thing because like you know it's comic book accurate it's, it's perfect but like, at the same time I'm like this doesn't this doesn't tactically make sense at all <laughs> so then that that was another small thing and Starro, yeah, this is the biggest thing I have. It's kind of the 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 villain. His name is Starro, right? Uh, yeah, but it's a it's a giant starfish, right? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what oh yeah. I love that. Yeah, I oh, love I, the idea of the starfish, but I also kind of found it funny how his biggest weakness is his like biggest part of his body, like the eye. Exactly. As yeah. dangerous as you are, you're also pretty easy to kill. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, and then <laughs> and, like, why didn't Bloodsport and Poke shoot the eye? Why? Why you shoot the eye? The eye was impenetrable. The eye was impenetrable. I think. Oh, and that's why the she javelin needed the javelin. Yeah. Oh, that's why when, when Harley Quinn yeah. just yeeted into it, I was like, oh, okay. the javelin. It was all right. It was all right. 
Speaking of all the fight scenes as well, I just felt like maybe tactical wise, the fight scenes were not as impressive. I felt like they really tried to make it up for CGI, etc. Because wow. wow, it's really gory mm-hmm. in comparison to the 2016 oh, one. Yes. We did not have any cool moves or anything like that as expected from an action fighting movie, but it was just more like, hey guys, we're gonna have a shock eat this guy's head like a bag of potato chips or something. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, like what you said, like uh, I think Momo knows this point this thing about me is that when I see this kind of superhero team up movies I yeah. really like combos like you know when mm-hmm. they help each other do something oh. like uh, yeah. like maybe in the the 2016 Suicide Squad like um, I, I think like Enchantress was gonna cut Harley Quinn and then like Deadshot came in and like blocked it and you know like it doesn't have to be yeah. big things but they need to help each other it needs to like work together but this one was more like okay Bloodsport you shoot okay they work okay Pocodile you shoot also don't work uh, King Shark you go <laughs> Oh, useless also. So <laughs> it's just the same thing over and over. So like, yeah. So uh, I I don't know. Like, uh, Star Wars was really weird for me, and how he got taken down by rats. I'm just like, oh, no, I was <laughs> really beautiful. rats did it. Yeah, but like, really, are there that many rats on an island? Like, oh damn. Fifteen. <laughs> they went to Subang. Oh, they went this, to Subang. No. <laughs> this this city this city doesn't belong to you. It doesn't belong to us. It's theirs. <laughs> <Ta-da>! <laughs> just it's a rat. It's a metaphor. But actually, yeah, it, I kind of, I kind of like that though. I'll, I'll go into that later. Yeah, it was beautiful, but we'll go into that later. Um, yeah, but but yeah. So Star was like, it, it was cool. Like you know, he has those smaller starfish that come out and suck people. I was like, that, that's cool. But then like at the same time, it's just, it's it's a freaking starfish. Like. It's hard to take seriously. But this whole movie isn't supposed to be taken seriously anyway. That's all, but so yeah, so Star Wars is a bit weird. But other than that, yeah. I just want to add to Jang's point. I'll I'll quickly um say that part of the I do agree about the storyline. I wish there was more than just stopping a weird giant starfish i thought that was slightly shallow i don't know if you guys watch the amazon prime animated series called invincible but it kind of reminded it kind of reminded me of one of the episodes when they were in mars and like all these Mm. like weird aliens were like sucking them on their face it kind of reminded me of that (laughs) yeah but i'll get to my negatives later but momo what did you not like about this movie um i I don't have many things i dislike i thought overall this was just a perfectly great uh enjoyable fun two hours but i'll say um, so this is surprising coming from James Gunn. Uh, I think the music didn't pop at all in this film. Oh yes, more I completely uh, compared to the first Suicide Squad, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Uh, those uh, the songs in those films, especially Volume Two, I feel just um, I'm gonna hum them, remember them for a long, long time. But here, not there was. I mean, Harley Quinn singing is cool, but in terms of the soundtrack I thought was great, uh, especially at the end with the rat scene. I thought it was a beautiful score. But in terms yeah. of using songs, I didn't really get get any, get anything from it. It didn't pop to me. So yeah, that's about the only thing that really stood out to me. I just wanted to ask, what was the starfish's motives anyway? He just wanted the city? Uh, he was yeah. triggered, I think. Yeah, he was triggered. I mean, yeah. if you take he's he's just wandering ha- happily in space. He was just minding his own thing. But the US brought him and experimented on him and used him for like thirty odd so years. So this is just his revenge. He's just pissed. Is it just me, or does it feel like the common enemy is not as strong as as we thought it would have been? I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, at the beginning when we were introduced to the characters, etc., I didn't even know what the mission was. So then you just had people going, mm. so <laughs> it's, it's for the sake of the mission. And the guy was like, fuck your mission. And I'm just, what's the mission? <laughs> I mean, no, the mission was also to destroy the, what is it? <laughs> Go in and destroy the records of Jotunheim so that, uh, you know, they can't use it against America. Yeah, it's always America. It, America's the villain in this one, really. It just kept changing throughout the movie. So it was mm, the whole Jotunheim thing. Not. And then it was like, oh, it's yeah. actually um, the American government is not um, as good as we think. Okay, so we're going down that throat again. And then after that, it was like, oh, okay, so now we have like this jelly, jelly, sorry, not jellyfish, starfish. this starfish <laughs> that we need to fight. And I don't even know exactly what the motive of the starfish was. It was interesting though. I, I'm not complaining as much, but it's just not mm-hmm. as um, I it was always tightly put together in my Destroy opinion. Jotun. It was always, go to, the mission was always go to Jotunheim and get the records. So the, what is it called? The Maltese government can't use anything against the US. And then they had a change of heart because, you know, we want to do the right thing. I thought there was a beauty to the simplicity of it all. Simplicity mm. is beauty. <laughs> um, I actually like. I I actually like that. I like the idea that the U.S. were like the the U.S. military with the villains. I wish they showed yeah. more of it because it was so interesting to show also that moral ambiguity. Mm-hmm. But mm. I just felt like again, like why everything was wasted on that stupid starfish. Um, yeah. I, I also wish there was they showed us more on why they were criminals for each of the members of the suicide squad. I wish they showed us like why they were criminals because they just dive straight into it and it kind of like feels off, kind of like disjointed on why they yeah. are, were brought together. So that's what I felt. Um, I don't mind the goriness, but there was uh, the some for me. I the thing the gory scene that just hit me too much was the heart scene when they stab oh. and then they show the heart oh, I, oh, I, yeah. oh I was like oh I, I just squealed so much I'm like it was just no <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I guess also I wish there was more character development in everybody I felt like everyone mm-hmm. kind of stayed the same but and there was potential for character development like they shown it really well especially with bloodshot like trying to have like Bloodshot with his daughter. Bloodsport. Bloodshot is that oh, Vin sorry. Diesel movie. It's oh, Blood, yeah, Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Blood Blood oh, a really Blood shitty Sport, Vin yeah. Diesel movie. <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, they could have shown like his character development with Bloodsport's daughter, or even John Cena's character, Peacemaker. I thought there was a lot of potential for character development, but they just kind of left it as it is. So it was kind of like a bit shallow, but it was, I didn't mind it. But I wish there was more. Oh yes, more. It was as uh, as good as you're gonna get in a two-hour movie. Um, especially there's a scene with King Shark, right? Where he's looking out the window. I thought that yeah. told you everything you needed to know. The same thing with Polka Dot Man. Yeah, I thought uh, you got enough for everyone that you understood their motivations and their backstory, and they managed to do it in a way that didn't feel boring. The exposition dumps. It all felt natural to me. So, yeah, much better than putting it up on the screen, <laughs> like the first Suicide Squad film. <laughs> all right. From negatives, we switch to positive. So, what did you guys love about this year's Suicide Squad? Oh, I... well, first, I, for me, three things. Number one, I think all the characters shine in this one. Mm. From, mm. I think my favorite side character that died early on was Mongol. 
I think that's what she was called. The one that went on the helicopter and just like, <laughs> everyone got a stand-up moment. Um, mm. he, in the beach scene in the beginning, I thought it was just uh, hilarious. I, oh, I can yeah. give a specific moment to all the characters, boomerang, yeah. dying. Everyone at least got something to stand out, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. So that was definitely key, a key one. And a lot of the new characters from the old one, I think, they were rejuvenated, I guess you could say. I'm thinking of Rick Flagg in particular. In the first movie, he just kind of, he was just there. Oh, he yeah. was like, uh, I want June. I, I miss June Moon in January. Gotta get her heart out. <laughs> eh, there wasn't anything there. But over here, he reminded me a lot of Ted Lasso, I guess, to have this idealistic American. He was, uh, the screen presence was just there, which it wasn't previously. Another character that stood up to me was Ratcatcher. I thought the yes. actress played her with so much uh, innocence and warmth. And then we got Taika Waititi in the end. The end scene was absolutely powerful. Um, Harley Quinn is always a delight. Uh, Bloodsport. Yeah, I think all the characters stood out for me. I can't name a weak link uh, in the cast. The second thing I have to say, is it was technically very impressive. The cinematography, mm-hmm. the action scenes, yeah. the, the score all around. I don't know. I disagree with the CGI bit. I thought most of the stunts looked very practical it look all in camera I, I didn't go a moment oh that's definitely cgi well obviously the starfish is but i don't know it didn't yeah. bother me and overall i thought the story wise i disagreed with a lot of you when you say when you said it kind of felt out there ridiculous funnily enough i thought the whole starfish plot everything was very grounded and funnily enough if you guys have seen hobbs and shaw idris elba's character i can't even remember his name was it Dixton? Rixton? i can't remember i thought bloodsport was more logical or felt more grounded than his character in Hobbs and Shaw, which is kind of funny, uh, just putting it out there. But yeah, story-wise, I loved the flow of the film. I wasn't a huge fan of Birds of Prey. I felt it was disjointed. It was trying to, you know, oh, Harley Quinn's supposed to be a bit erratic, so we're going to play around with the plot line and how it flows. But I just thought it felt jarring to me as an audience member. I, if, even if you're trying to make it jarring because of a I guess it didn't work but over here uh, when they cross cut and do like a eight minutes earlier or nine minutes earlier or three days before I thought yeah the flow was just perfectly fine the key to a good flow is not making me annoyed you know whenever I've seen cuts to a flashback I'm like uh, that didn't feel organic but yeah I thought yeah. everything just felt organic here to me so those are my three key points uh, of what I loved mm. about this film uh, I do want to add to Momo's point about the characters I think the new characters were so refreshing like like the shark rat girl peacemaker mm. I think also the new characters contribute to a lot of the comedy in the movie and the comedy was really well done especially I feel like the high the comic for me the best comedy scenes were definitely between the rat and the shark and the weasel. Oh my god, the weasel! Weasel, I love the, the weasel. An- <laughs> the animals really shined in that. The shark eyes mm-hmm. were so cute, and when the rat said hi, that was really cute. But I think my Sebastian. favorite. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Sebastian. Oh my god, yeah, I love it when they sit. Where's Ratatouille? <laughs> 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 but my favorite moment, my favorite comedic moment, was when starfish, not starfish. Um. Oh, the oh, no, no, when Polkadot always sees everyone uh, as his, his mom. mother. And, oh, then, yeah. and then when yeah, <laughs> and then when Bloodspot was like to the staff, when Bloodspot was like, that's, that's your mom. mom. <laughs> and then it's just a giant mom. So yeah. Cool. yeah, I'll get into my positives later, but Mel, over to you. 
Yeah, I just totally agree with Momo's point as well about how everyone literally shined in this movie. Because if I'm just thinking back to Avengers and I just feel like I honestly never paid attention to Hawkeye. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I love him. I love him. But it just takes a lot of effort for me to actually pay attention to him. But in this show, I mean, not the show, this movie really gave each of them really iconic lines. And I just love how they would just ask the dumbest questions, um, especially with that scene with Miss mm-hmm. Waller and she was explaining everything and they're like do you have any um questions what is that is that an airhead projector and then the and then the shark was like hand <laughs> I love that <laughs> it was just hilarious and I really also kind of like being able to see Harley Quinn's kind of like her remnants of her trauma of the past with mm-hmm. an abusive sort of relationship with the Joker when she killed her boyfriend and I quote her dialogue I promised myself the next time I have a boyfriend, if I see any red flags, I would do the healthy thing and kill him. (laughs) I absolutely love that part. In terms of soundtrack, I actually really enjoyed the the rat (laughs) catcher scene soundtrack as well. If you remember the ones at the end. Oh, yeah. The instrumental rock music, right? The instrumental, yeah. Instrumental rock music. And I also really like the, I don't know what those are, but I the shark thought they were his friends the little jellyfish looking like oh my god I was like oh they're so cute and then when it came out I was like oh my god now they can be friends but nope (laughs) nope they had had the first half they didn't want to eat him I just thought that the comedic timing in this movie was really well done it wasn't shoved in my face it just felt really natural in terms of the dynamics and the um, dialogue that was just the back and forth between every single person and I, like Momo, basically agree that I think that rat catcher really was, for me personally, the star of this movie. She really carried it for me. And it's really interesting because the actress for rat catcher, Daniela Melchior, I'm so sorry, Daniela Melchior, she almost was not um, accepted for the role. Ooh. actually which is very interesting Ooh. she almost got rejected according to an article by screen rant it was just like published a day ago go have a read about it it's really interesting but i just feel like she was made for the role and i really liked um her um input in the movie i feel like some people might feel that the ending of the rats actually being the ones who are the stars of the show like the say i mean the movie the savior like how they defeated the, the starfish but i felt like that was a really nice touch and it was very sentimental Damn. Uh, about how she remembered her father from that and she the way she cried as well oh god I cried it was really good (laughs) it was really well done yeah have a purpose (laughs) Jang what did you love about this year's Suicide Squad yeah this movie right if you really just (laughs) turn off logic and like plot and you just you just look at the comedy and the violence and the R-rated it's so good (laughs) like I I love seeing people blow up. I don't know. <laughs> and, and all the all yeah, is and like remember the one where um Peacemaker and Bloodspot were like competing about who can get the oh, nicest yeah. kills and they were just like, oh like Oh like, my god. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah that, and then it's like guys you killed the resistance. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, and then they were just like, like oh, yeah. uh, I didn't oh, see oh, anyone, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so the comedy was amazing. The violence is so good. <laughs> so like, if I really like, I wasn't like, if I didn't think about it, I just watched. You know, like it's really amazing. Like the so much better than the first one. Like the the fight scenes and the 
Yeah, yeah, just those two, the fights, the violence and the comedy, you just those two are just perfect in this movie. And in terms of characters, I I don't know why I really like King Shark. He's just so yeah. he's so blur. He's just there like <laughs> like remember how we were just like yeah, Nanue. He's just like bird. No, like what? We're trying to <laughs> yeah. do a mission. You Yo, did. I remember. And I remember like during. I think near the end, he made like a doll out of the bomb. Oh, the like, snowman. Yeah. Yeah, that was so cute. No, King Shark is me in every yeah. group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he he's just like yeah, it, because like when it starts to get slightly serious and I I start to get really serious about it, like alright, they're getting in there and then you just got him like yay. <laughs> and then I'm just like oh lol <laughs> bird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's why he's I, I he really like compared to um uh what's his name? Killer Croc, Killer Croc? in yeah, kill. I hate the killer what was he doing? He's just he's just an idiot <laughs> behind there, but but um King Shark, like his CGI was really done. I like how he walks too. He waddles. Oh he kind of yeah. have a waddle. <laughs> so <laughs> then, like, yeah, he he really every time he's there, I'm just like, oh lol. <laughs> so nom he nom. he, I really yeah, nom nom. And then like how he was hiding under the tarp in, in the van, he's just there like. <laughs> yeah. So like yeah yeah. So I really love King Shark and uh, Harley Quinn was amazing. Yeah. No, the, that scene when she um, the one that really uh, the the one where she. Uh, uh, when she was captured and she like choked the guy with her legs, then took took the the key it's with her thighs, man. Yeah. yeah, like no, like yeah. like oh damn, and and like I I watched one interview and that's actually Margot Robbie doing that, so which Ooh. is like oh Ooh. damn, wow. and then she that and then she well. like yeah, <laughs> and then she like kind of just put the key. I was like oh my god, that was amazing. So like wow. yeah, and then she took the javelin and I was like oh. Hey, the javelin. So like, yeah, when 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 Harley Quinn's there, it's always good. And King yeah. Shark really mm-hmm. just made it made everything better. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, those those two were the two that really stood out. The rest, I I, I like them, but uh, King Shark all the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. for me, just adding on to something that I said earlier about like the graphics and the CGI's. Like, I actually didn't really have so much an issue with it. it was, I actually really like that they put something like that in an action movie because I mean with an action movie kind of expect gore and graphics and stuff so it really added on to the movie we had a lot of like different spices so you had like the comedy the sadness the sentimentality of it all and then you have like blood for those who enjoy stuff like that I am a very squeamish person so it was really hard to watch at certain times but it really really kind of made sure that you were really awake throughout the entire movie because one mm-hmm. moment you're laughing and then the next you're like oh my god I want to puke <laughs> you know <laughs> so I really enjoyed that oh and before moving on to Fez's point I just really liked the one scene with Harley Quinn and when um the guy died um, and he wanted uh... to tell us something about the javelin <laughs> it was like oh, carry yeah. it for <laughs> carry it for him <laughs> yeah they just slapped him <laughs> like so good. I love that yeah anyways Fez what did you like about this movie um, what you think <laughs> what do I think? <laughs> um, I do. I have to agree with Jang. I actually really like that they made this movie R rated. I think it was it was right that they make it R rated because it can show like the craziness of how these criminals are in action, which mm-hmm. is really well done. Um, I I know Jang didn't like the costumes in this, but I actually liked the costumes. I thought it improved so a lot. Com- mm. it, yeah, it improved a lot from like the first Suicide Squad where that one felt like it was just put together last minute, but this one was really 
tailored and thought through and the details were so it was really good i really love harley and blood blood spots costume i thought blood they sport. were blood spot right the, the mouth right yeah the, oh, yeah, yeah yeah that was oh, yeah. Yeah. interesting i love that a lot um yeah, the characters were all really, really well done, especially the shark. For me, I think Bloodspot also did a really good job. And it just Elba really carried out his performance. Mm-hmm. He delivered it really well. He showed the sarcasm really well from that character and also finesse. And my favorite scene from Bloodspot was when he was arguing with his daughter in jail. <laughs> and they were like, just talking. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were, yeah, they were just swearing each other like, I stole a bad watch, dude. <laughs> um, yeah. Can you watch a watch on your TV? Yeah, I felt like Idris Elba was the perfect actor to play Bloodspot. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I do have to agree. I love how some of the scenes were shot. I felt like it was so creative, like when how, how Rat Girl was telling her story in the bus and then while she's telling her story yes. in the window they were like showing it with Taika Waititi mm. being the dad. I also <laughs> love like in the scene when Peacemaker and what's his name? I don't know his name. They were Oi, red flag. Yeah. On the I'm so sorry. <laughs> they were like showing the fight scenes in the helmet. Oh, and yeah, that was great. It in the helmet with the reflection. That was so good. Oh, I also yeah. Loved, yeah, I also love like what Jang said. I love the fight scene when Harley was trying to escape herself from, I guess, mm. prison. I thought the that flowers. was really cool. so vibrant. Yeah, oh, yeah. The flowers were so, it, it was just so bright and vibrant. And I like that, that it like, the CGI of the flowers, it showed the illusion of what she was fighting and what she was seeing. It showed like her, how crazy she was. She is not right. Yeah, I like that a lot. And what was my last point? Oh, I love how like, you know, in the movie, they showed like, James Gunn really was quite creative in how he would show the wording, like it would be on the mud or it would be in the sky oh, yeah. to show like mm-hmm. what is next, like the time frame or what they have to do in the next mission. So yeah, I love that a lot. Um, mm. Pass it over to Mel. I just want to add that another star of the movie, I feel, is um, Milton. <laughs> 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 oh, I love that. Yeah. I actually quite like that because we I see him tagging along, to... but like they kind of break the fourth wall and be like, guys, he was with us this entire time, by the way, and his name is Milton. Um, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> All oh right. So now that we've watched both Suicide Squad, I'm really curious to hear from all of you what did this year's Suicide Squad did right or did not do right compared to 2016 Suicide Squad? Well, <laughs> I'll just say, um, I basically think this was an improvement in almost every aspect besides the um, uh, music choices. That's yeah. all really like the characters more fleshed out. Everyone had a moment to shine. The color scheme just aesthetically pleasing throughout. Uh, the action scenes, they weren't just fighting silly parties, as I call them, or whatever you call them, those big black blobs who could just respawn. That was lame. Um, yeah, but the action in the first one was really good overall. But this one I just felt was very refreshing. But I just have to add one thing. I'm surprised at how self-contained this movie was. I think Jang also mentioned that can be a detriment to the movie and as well as a strength, right? But mm-hmm. in some ways, just coming into this two hour and 12 minute movie that it wasn't set on trying to 
build the largest cinematic universe, if you will, uh, and just have A to Z com- completing arcs for you know Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, in the sense that I don't feel like I, I would like to see another Suicide Squad movie directed by James Gunn, but I don't need to see one or what it warrants another one, right? It's just a fun, self-contained, two-hour, enjoying, enjoyable romp. Whereas with the first Suicide Squad, you felt a bit unfulfilled, especially as you go back and look at the trailers, you're missing this, you're missing this, you didn't get enough Joker, right? Um, so yeah, I'd say this one left me more fulfilled. That's in, that's some interesting points, which I never thought of. Yeah. Um, Jang, was there anything that this movie did right or did not do right compared to 2016's version? I, I have to agree, Momo, that it's actually very fulfilling. Like, mm. even though that it didn't make like much like like starfish but like <laughs> even though it was that like at the end i was just like, all right like with the with the suicide squad i was just like yeah yeah, yeah. same same thing as moment like i want some more joker like what the hell was that with the dancing like, like <laughs> yeah so like um i yeah, can give I you what the, you want my dear <laughs> yeah, I, 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 why why did they do that i still don't know but yeah but then like um the r-rated was so much better like very yeah. <laughs> i was so happy with r-rated and um yeah and uh, like with the first suicide squad i felt like the roster of people since it was a smaller was it a smaller roster i'm not sure but like for each of them i kind of cared more for like harley and Deadshot, like because of the flashback scenes like yeah i, I know that this oh, one didn't have that many but because like you had the flashback you could see like how their lives were before Suicide Squad and like and it also helped them connect it to the oh. bigger universe that 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 I kind of like I get that this one is more isolated so like it's fine but um yeah it's it's like oh you kind of that 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 part I was kind of like I, I prefer the old one. Oh, you know when uh Captain Boomerang died I was actually very sad mm. <laughs> really yeah. <laughs> oh yeah all sad yeah yeah, because like from the first Suicide Squad, I was just like, oh, this guy, he's back. And then he got hit by a helicopter. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been avoided. It was the trees and everything. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah stupid I- mongrel. She is so hilarious though. Yeah, oh, the birds. Sh- I-, I just love that. Too. Yeah, <laughs> she-, yeah <laughs> she killed the Aussie. What a- oh my God. <laughs> Why did she do that? Yeah. And then like, um, uh, remember in the first Suicide Squad, the uh, uh, El Diablo, remember he fought and sacrificed oh, yeah. himself. So that mm-hmm. was so much more powerful oh. compared to Polka Dot mm-hmm. Man's death. Oh where yes, he just got I crushed. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. I agree with you. Polka Dot Man yeah, was a bit sad. It was a bit. It felt like it wanted to tell a joke, more like, oh mm. yeah, he dies. Yeah. Uh-huh, funny, you didn't expect that. Mm. That one, yeah. Yeah. I, I felt bad. Yeah, Man. yeah. Like after all that, like he just like, I was like, oh yeah. long, yeah. but I, I guess like yeah, but El Diablo was like blow it, and then he just died. I was like, oh damn. Yeah. I felt more connected in the first one, but this one is more just all out fun, violence, and everything. So that that made mm-hmm. that. I'll really just say up. one yeah. thing. Thank yeah, go God for, for the lack of slow mo in this movie. Oh my God, the first movie slow mo is annoying. Oh when they yeah. Started, like, yeah. <laughs> the bombs, and I was watching the clip on YouTube. I was like, how much slow mo do you need? But Will Smith in that team was really good. Where he has to. Shoot. Hey daddy, please don't do this. Daddy, please don't do yeah, this. Then and then just like, like, <laughs> <laughs> Way too much slow-mo. Jan, mm, you made some really good and solid points that I never thought of. Um, but you showed it you backed it up really well with like with scenes from 2016. So that's some really good points. I'm quite 
Wow, that's quite good point. A star, a star, a star, a star. Um, how about you, Mel? What did this year's Suicide Squad did right or did not do right compared to 2016s? I felt like with the 2016 one, when we explored the minds of the evil like villains, etc. I mean, like you know, the um the the Suicide Squad, it focused a lot more on how messed up they were, etc. But this time around, it was just all out chaotic. And I really enjoyed that a lot more, I guess, with the dynamics. But like Jang said, I, yeah, in 2016, I felt like I really cared for each of the characters on a much more personal level in that sense. But for this one, it's because we're so focused on a lot more like the chaoticism and like the humor of it all. We don't really actually see much of their personal life except um, Ratcatcher and mm-hmm. uh, Bloodspot. And I feel like in this movie, I cared about those two a whole lot more. I wanted to really know more about Polka Dot Man's <laughs> past <laughs> a little bit more. I thought that would be really interesting to dive into, but I felt like maybe he's just used for comedic relief, the same way how King Shark was basically used for that um, characters as well. But yeah, I just felt like his death was not the greatest. I feel like the death in this movie was just kind of like, oh, okay, they died. That's not really a huge impact mm-hmm. to it in comparison to the first movie. I, a bunch of people died. died. The song a bunch the of people did funny. die. Yeah, <laughs> and I wholeheartedly agree. Music, 2016 yeah. did do better in regards to the music. Very iconic music as well. And I, I feel like the vibe that they really put out for this movie was... It suited the Suicide Squad a whole lot more, I feel, um, mm. with the whole CGI, the gore, etc. Like what Jang said earlier, so I won't dive into that a whole lot more. But I can kind of see how they're trying to build a bigger DCEU. Did you not see the post-credit scenes? Oh, yeah, but oh, yeah, it's more did. for a TV show, if anything. So, like, it wasn't... Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's, that's pretty interesting. I feel like doing a reboot of the 2016 because they felt like it would be better. Like, okay, maybe we can do a sequel or something out of this. Because, I mean, we were all waiting for the first one and we want to see more of Joker or whatever, all of them. But it was, like, five years ago now and nothing's ha- really happening and it's, it's kind of like a reset. <laughs> it's kind of like a reset this year. Yeah. And I'm, I'm actually, I've never really been in the DC universe, but I, from this movie, I'm actually kind of interested to see where they'll take this. Like, will the Suicide Squad be like a new Avenger? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but we'll see. And no one can blame you because the DCU is a mess. Yeah, it is a mess. <laughs> Gosh, but hopefully they'll clean it up. <laughs> It is a mess. Well, doesn't it look like it because I'm just gonna segue a bit. I'm gonna hijack affairs yeah. for a minute. Just no really quickly, the Suicide Squad is set to open in the US uh, this weekend with only $25 million, which is Ooh. not good because uh, Birds, people thought it was gonna make $30 million, And for comparison, Godzilla, uh, the latest one, made about $35 million. A Quiet Place 2 made $40 million. Uh, Black Widow obviously made like $80 million. So, I don't know. Does anyone have any views on why it's not doing too well at the box office? Is it HBO Max? Is it Delta variant? I think it That's might sad. be. I'm really sad. I was sad when I found that out. Yeah. I think I think it might be HBO Max because mm. isn't HBO Max like they put their movies out? Like, you have yeah. to sign up, obviously, but then it's for free. It's not like Disney Plus where you have to, like, pay extra. 30 bucks. Yeah, true. That's mm-hmm. what I think, but I'm not sure. I could be wrong. <laughs> Um, for me, I think I'm going to echo a lot of what you guys said. Um, I personally felt like the characters really shine more in this compared to 2016 Suicide Squad. I felt like it's because they showed their personalities more. And because of that, 
um, it makes them more memorable. Like I can recap scenes better than 2016 Suicide Squad. I also thought the selection of the characters was very well done in that. The casting too, the casting was really good. They picked out the perfect actors and actresses to portray the characters, especially Idris Elba, like I mentioned in my positives. Um, I, felt, I, also, I felt that Will Smith in 2016 was... Uh, miscasted like I felt no. like no for me like I he like was just so he was so he was too serious and he was too rigid and that's my transitioning to the next part I the good thing about this movie is like what Jang said is that it didn't take themselves too seriously I felt that 2016 they took themselves really really seriously and because of that a lot of the jokes didn't land or it was just very cringy to watch and yeah, because it didn't take itself too seriously, everyone can just have a good time and relax and they can shine more. Even Viola Davis's character, when she just let out her anger near the end, just started screaming. And, yeah, I and like, it, like, and then she was more sarcastic instead of her mm. serious self in 2016. I thought that was brilliant and it just yep. made everyone shine more. Okay, I don't know if I'm going to get attacked. Uh, uh-huh. I, you know, in I, like as we mentioned in 2016's movie, they showed the other DC characters like Batman and the Flash. Mm-hmm. I felt like 2016 they focused too much on building up the DC cinematic yeah, universe, yeah. which was kind of distracting. Whereas 2021's movie, they just purely focused on the Suicide Squad, so the mm-hmm. characters shine and it just didn't distract anything. And I just love like. It's not afraid to be bold. That's why the R rate, the making it R rated was perfect because it wasn't afraid to be bold and just do whatever. I felt like 2016, it was too safe and too conventional. And I think James Gunn was definitely the right director to do that. The only thing I think, the only thing that this year's Suicide Squad didn't do right, which I have to agree with all of you, is the soundtrack. I felt like the soundtrack definitely in 2016 was more memorable. This year's soundtrack felt so random. Like, Mm -hmm. there was no theme. It was just like, oh, the song sounds cool. Let's just put it in there. It's really weird, isn't it? From James Gunn. Yeah. Because I would, because Guardians Volume 2, I'm thinking of, I have to hum the music but yeah the music was used to like an absolutely powerful effect especially the Yondu death scene right mm. oh I love the music that played there good stuff yeah I, yeah, I like the music in, I think James Gunn did a better job in the music for Definitely. Guardians of the Galaxy because like he had specific decades he wanted to do and because of that and he and the way he put the music in the scenes it was so memorable I think that's why the music fits it well there mm-hmm. compared to the Suicide Squad but anyway speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy transition to mm. my next question now oh, a lot yeah. of people a lot of people yeah. love to compare Suicide Squad with Guardians of the Galaxy it's mainly mm-hmm. because they have the same storyline of a bunch of criminals trying to save the world and coincidentally both these franchises are directed by the same director james gunn so i'm and really written, curious sorry written and directed oh oh yeah. yeah so i'm really curious to hear from all of you how does this suicide squad compare to guardians of the galaxy is it better is it worse is it the same is it not comparable what do you think <laughs> Well, I, don't I don't think you. Well, I feel like it's basically the same repeat of what we've said before. When you think Guardians of the Galaxy, one of the main things you think about is the soundtrack and how iconic it is. So I feel like in that sense, comparing those two, yeah, soundtrack really lacks a lot. But 
from the beginning I can see a lot of like Guardians of the Galaxy influences with like the weasel and like this and like the whole um a lot a lot of the um you see a lot of like the weasel is like weird little creatures and like the comedy you can kind of see like the resemblance as well and I just feel like kind of like the same I can see where you're coming from as well same as story etc so makes sense I'm James Gunn but um yeah <laughs> I'll add on to everything else later yeah the go only ahead Guardians bit I got at the end was just at the end when only five of them were left and they were all walking I guess I was like huh, Guardians but that's oh, about yeah. it I don't know mm-hmm. it's very interesting to see James Gunn uh, making Guardians movies a very family wholesome films that he ha- he's quite restrained there and but with the Guardians movies you get so much heart and wholesomeness with this family and the bickering over here you get the gore so I like seeing him switch between the two styles I think there's enough there that I'm not like oh this is just Guardians of the Galaxy but yeah there are obviously some bits and pieces you can see there but if anything that's more James Gunn rather than trying to copy Guardians of the Galaxy and I did you guys notice Mantis? She was dancing. Oh, yeah. Dancing in the yeah. Mantis, Wait, the one what? with the... Wait, yeah, she wait, was wait, the what scene? The strippers, uh, when they went to the club. No way. <gasps> oh my God, what? I did not know. I did not know I, this. I did not know I, this as well. I knew, that, I knew that one of them was a cameo that the Mary Poppins dude, he was there, but I, did, I knew there was oh, another one. Yeah, oh, Yondu. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was Mantis. Yeah. Oh, cool. <gasps> Oh, oh, oh And then you know, um, Weasel. Uh, Weasel is played yeah. by Craglin, Cra- right? Craglin is Weasel, right? I think so. But you, you also see Craglin, uh, in the beginning with Polka Dot Man, the guy who screams like, so I can't remember the joke, but it's like, yo, you want to come to my kids' birthday party or something? You fucking idiot or something like that. That was That's Craglin him, as well. Right? I think. I think so. Yeah, yeah, that dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh the the one behind. Oh, geez. ah, yeah. Yeah, so she's oh he's just trolling like oh, okay. Uh, yeah. On a really random side note, I'm very happy to see Peter Capaldi in this. Oh, I love him as a thinker. Yeah, that was interesting. Um Jang, how does this compare to Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, I kind of yeah, yeah, I kind of follow Momo for this one also. Like why it's not really it's the same kind of story but I didn't mm-hmm. feel any connection like Momo found a few kind of but I, I didn't I didn't think about Ooh. Guardians at all throughout the whole movie like, like uh, it yeah the stories are the same but he's told both stories so differently like mm-hmm. like so like n- nothing to do with each other it felt so different so I mm. yeah I, I didn't Guardians really Guardians is more of a family if anything right? yeah, yeah. this one is more like just uh-huh. a bunch of Misfit yeah. Anthony was just for a common goal. They're just friends, you know. I don't expect them to be like, you know, very tight. Yeah. But there's completely. a different dynamic completely, I'd say. Yeah. Mm. Completely agree with you guys. Yeah, for me, that's why I prefer I prefer Guardians of the Galaxy compared to Suicide Squad. It's because like I like that they show the family and I felt oh. like in family. And I like how like Guardians of the Galaxy, I felt like the bond is stronger and they actually care for each other when they fight i know suicide squad is completely different because they're just there for the job but i kind of prefer guardians of the galaxy because the bond was stronger and you can definitely feel it so yeah that's my opinion all right so 
I just want to ask all of you, with the new Suicide Squad, is it going in the right direction to become a better DC cinematic universe? Because mm-hmm. it's very clear that DC wants to redo their cinematic universe mm-hmm. with new movies that were quite different to, from in, when they released movies in 2014 to 2017. So they're releasing movies like Shazam, Joker, Bird of Prey. So I'm really curious, with the new Suicide Squad, are they going in the right direction to become a better cinematic universe? Momo does not look very convinced. You should go I'm just laughing because when you say direction, that implies everything is cohesive and moving towards one end point. The issue is you're go- they're going in 10 different directions. Shazam is going who not God knows where. Ultimate, <laughs> barely connected. Uh, what else? Yeah. Birds of Prey. This one, what happened to the Birds of Prey? What happened to that kid, Cassandra Kane? Uh, oh, Harley just leave her or something? Um... <laughs> Flashpoint, who knows what's going on with that? I want to bring Michael Keaton's <laughs> mm. back. Uh, for some reason, Mira was British in Zack Snyder's Justice League. So uh, the DCU makes no sense. Um, I, I, and in some ways, it doesn't need to. If they can, yeah, I didn't enjoy Butterfly, never mind. But if they can come up with just good movies that I can watch, like Aquaman, like The Suicide Squad, where I have a uh, enjoyable fun time and they want to continue their own isolated stories in their own world by all means yeah sure let's um I'm, i'd be perfectly happy for dc to go that route because we've seen studios try to build the cinematic universe and fail miserably yeah. i'm thinking of the mummy for one oh, <laughs> the yeah, mummy cinematic universe yeah they barely got out one movie remember the dark universe saga they brought in johnny depp i think Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz, yeah. Uh, what do I want to say? Pineapple Cruz or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if they want to make isolated movies like this, I'm perfectly fine. Who knows what direction the DC universe is going in? But yeah, just make good movies and all will be. I, I, I completely agree with that as well. Um, I, I, it's a bit unclear as to like what exactly they want to build for the universe. I have not really been in the DC universe um, as I've like established like earlier in the episode as well. But I think the only like other universe I really keep up with is like the Marvel universe. And with that, you can see that they built the franchise over like it's a huge story that they've set up from the beginning. We kind of build up to this one huge enemy, blah, blah, blah. So watching um, Suicide Squad, etc., it kind of felt like with each movie, we're just going to have like different kinds of enemies or, or like, I don't know, it's not like as like a long current, like common enemy that you can really build off a huge like universe to string it up and stuff. So I don't know. I'm a bit unsure, but seeing with the box office response and stuff like that as well it's kind of like will it be okay <laughs> you know? it's time but, for DC um, to pivot again <laughs> yeah, it's time. I, I feel like I feel like they're pivoting a lot like yeah. they release things and then it's kind of like um guys I think we need to reset again <laughs> pivot <laughs> yeah pivot, pivot. Yeah. that's why I said pivot for you guys no I'll just at one Brothers is a mess I mean it might be the craziest studio the HBO Max <laughs> thing just Oh, let's release all the movies same day and date with our service. Why not? <laughs> the whole reason Suicide Squad was changed was because of Deadpool and BVS. Because Deadpool was so successful making like 900 million, but BVS, no one really cared for it because it was so dark. So they were like, oh, let's change it right now. Ah, we don't know what to do. Ah. And then with Justice League, the one that came out in 2017, it was, you know, they were like, uh, we want to make a movie like The Avengers. Could we bring yeah. in uh, Joss Whedon? Uh, it's, it's a mess. I don't know how they have so much money or how they're not bankrupt. One of others is an absolute joke of a studio. And it looks like yeah. Disney is a joke of a studio right now with the new CEO. So I have no idea what's going to go on. Just make good movies. That's all. 
<laughs> you have one job. <laughs> one job, maybe. <laughs> uh, Jang, what about you? Do you think they're going in the right direction, or is it just a mess? Yeah, I am very sad for the DC. <laughs> I am so sad. Like, no, because like uh, I love how Marvel has you. We have seen Marvel. They've created such a beautiful universe with planning and. And it's so good. And like, I love Superman and all these characters and Batman and all these characters and Joker. Like, if they had a Marvel style thing going on, it would have, and then they're like, you got, it would be an actual competition, you know, like DC Universe yeah. and Marvel Universe. I would love to see them fighting, seeing who can make better films and they're all kind of, but then like DC is just playing like, Catch up with Marvel with like the oh, with yeah, the BVS yeah. thing and then the the Justice League that just randomly oh oh shit the Avengers will follow like like just like almost say they're just like oh oh, oh look, look what they're doing let's copy <laughs> so like I I'm mean just, uh, this movie is a copy if you think about it yeah I mean James exactly. Gunn yeah no I mean James Gunn got fired because of his tweets and then. DC was like, oh, come, 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 make all, come, come, come. Yeah, come, 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 yeah. He was <laughs> like, okay, I'll get back at Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially with like the post credit scene as well. And I'm like, oh, there's a post credit scene. And we're like, you have Peacemaker like alive. And we're like, I, I, I see, I see what you're trying to do here, DC. <laughs> I see. And um, just wanted to point out, Fez at the moment, as we're speaking about the DCU, etc., she's wearing a Marvel shirt. So I guess <laughs> that's pretty interesting. Oh, yeah so that's why i'm just so sad because these characters are so good and they're not doing them right mm-hmm. and, then, the counter argument like, to that is you wouldn't get joker joker is an excellent movie a huge success with the dceu you wouldn't get that if they were trying to make yeah no that's why there's a few movies movie. that hit but the thing is they so don't it benefits yeah yeah, but it's still not connected to everything else. Like, Joker is just on his own again. So, like, you mm. can't recreate that. Like, like, Avengers, like, it's amazing. And then they make this Avengers amazing. I mean, like, they can keep making it again and getting it better and better every time. But this one, like, Joker is good. Uh, that, that's it. Uh, we cannot do anymore. <laughs> right. so, so, like, I'm like, oh, I, uh, so, so, like, they, yo, it's so sad mm-hmm. because I love all these characters, but they're not, they and like, and like this, um, Suicide Squad, they, they didn't, like the most that they said about the rest of the universe is that Superman is in the ICU. That's all we got. But other than that, <laughs> uh, right. what is that? It's on its own, which right. I like Momo said, I guess, yeah, if they, at this point, just make good movies, please. Just, yeah. just like, like the universe, like, unfortunately, like, I, I, I was still holding up. I mean, they have the idea, they have the spirit, but <laughs> <laughs> execution, uh, oof execution we, we we need to give them a bit of time but I, I always found it interesting we have the dc versus marvel thing but and and, and like everything that we've talked about earlier it, it doesn't really feel like a competition or anything like i'm really <laughs> sorry it's, marvel it's, is yeah. Yeah. building a huge it's city hot. with yeah. intricate planning and dc is trying yeah. to run a farm that somehow has yeah, yeah, well, this is, is yeah. yeah, it's just I'm so sad. Like, like no, that they they stopped trying. <laughs> Literally, they, yeah. they even with this one, they're just like, uh, Superman's in the ICU. Yeah, like, just that just helps explain how cool Bloodsport is that he put Superman in the ICU. Do we actually mm-hmm. care about Superman? No, we just need to. Yeah. Kind of, we need to sell. and BVS were like heavy studio interference. Huh? we cut, cut this. The studio producers were all up in the directors, and now they just like the directors. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Do what you want, <laughs> <laughs> See, but it's not working. 
so the first one didn't work. It was a critical failure, but commercial success. This one looks like a critical success, but commercially probably not doing so well. But then you have the questions of Delta variant, Corona, HBO Max, blah, blah, blah. So who really knows? Yeah. But all yeah. I can say just all the best. All the best <laughs> in the research. <laughs> um, I, I do have to agree with everyone. I Yeah, DC is a mess. I don't know what they're doing with a cinematic universe, but I have to agree with Momo. As long as they release good movies, it's fine. Like, I definitely prefer this round of movies, like the recent movies compared to 2014, 2017, especially with 2017's Justice League. I felt like at that time, they were really trying to replicate Marvel, like the way like with the characters and the jokes they were really really trying hard <laughs> to be like marvel that really pissed me off in justice league a lot so i was <laughs> quite irritated at that but mm-hmm. i like how this year's movies like shazam bird of prey they're trying to be different from marvel they're producing unique and even the way they handle the jokes and the writing and the characters is so much different from marvel which i like as long as they differentiate themselves and not trying to copy anybody i'm perfectly happy with that but yeah jan mm-hmm. what do you want to add no uh yeah so uh dc we, we need to we need to give them something like <laughs> for <laughs> if you guys have seen the flash tv show and um there's a uh, arrow uh, uh, legends of tomorrow supergirl yeah, uh, no, uh, Supergirl, uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, I think there's a Batwoman also, something like that. Like, they, they've they done um, crossovers. So, like, it's actually really good. Like, it's really nice, like, when they do those crossovers in the TV shows. Because, like, Arrow, Flash, and um, all the characters from, uh, like, Supergirl. And, uh, yeah, they've actually done a crossover thing before in the TV. But uh, the problem is with TV shows, it's so... It's so like uh, everywhere <laughs> with the, they, they actually did make a whole universe and everything's going on together. So like uh, they've, they've done, they've kind of done it like a Marvel style thing in the TV show. So, so yeah, we need to give that to them. The problem is they've kind of gone too far with it with Flash because uh, with Flash as a multiverse and everything. And uh, that multiverse has kind of like made things way too complicated until even I love the Flash, but now I have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, so like, so like, uh, what is that? Yeah, DC did do a, a, a kind of like, let's come together Avengers thing in the TV shows. But the thing is, with TV shows, it's so, like each episode is like an hour. So by the time you watch all the uh, Arrow um, seasons, then watch all the uh, Flash seasons and watch all the Supergirl seasons, like by the time you get to the end, it's, it's, it's crazy already. So... Yeah, so they, yeah, give props to DC. They they did kind of manage to do something in the TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Before we round up our podcast with ratings, is there anything you guys want to bring to the table or ask to each other? Now is the time to do so. Yes, I do. Do you guys remember the tweets that James Gunn tweeted? That was the smartest. Wow, my vocabulary. Do you guys remember the tweets that he tweeted? <laughs> no, basically, well, like, we're just a bunch of creepy stuff about, like, um, tasteless jokes about children, which he has apologized for, which is fine. We all make mistakes, right? But, like, Pedal we all make and... mistakes about children like that? No, no. Like... <laughs> but he, he, he just made a bunch of, like, uh, ped- pedophilic, just weird jokes, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's about a mistake we all go through. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just him, but, like... Red flags, red flags. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so, what is it? And then that's how he got fired from the 
Disney, yeah. what is it? Right. Marvel Universe. Which doesn't make sense because he tweeted that on in like 2010. You're telling me Marvel didn't check? Stu- it's stupid. Anyway, I digress. But it is kind of funny to see him just make a <laughs> apology, I guess, or really, um, what is it? Overcorrect where Harley Quinn kills the guy because the guy was like, children, nah, you can't do that. And then you have Rick oh, Flag yeah. going on about like, <laughs> they tortured children or something. So I just kind of chuckled a bit. Like, yeah. okay, we Throughout the entire go. movie. Yeah. Like, children, it, he understands now. Children, children are the line. <laughs> children are the line. So, <laughs> is that a formal apology or something? So I thought that was just funny, but that's about that's it. That's interesting. My, yeah, my, that my analysis onto... Nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right so now we're gonna wrap up our podcast with a rating as well as why we decided to give that rating for the suicide squad and i'm really curious to hear from all of you after we watched the suicide squad was a remake necessary so who wants to go first uh jang would you like to go first oh, okay cool cool go first, uh, good job. yeah uh, okay um this movie to me isn't really a remake it's kind of like more of suicide squad too kind of but like very disconnected <laughs> so like it's it's kind of like a a very soft sequel is it yeah yeah so yeah so i kind of um if if i really turned off my brain and forget about the like the fact that they're fighting a starfish like like yeah. and, and just that uh what is that just watch for the comedy and the violence and just the characters you know like these are iconic dc characters in their iconic costumes you know yeah i know like i like to it makes more sense but no they, they don't need to it, it just this is uh, this feels like a comic book just came out into a movie you know like if you had an actual comic book and it just turned into a movie with like a lot of things like you, you know like, off, like you know when the words get like like uh, fessy or what, like when the words Do come out on the, yeah and all that yeah. things yeah yeah, yeah. Those, those were very felt very like it felt like a comic book and like I'm watching a live comic book so like yeah um, yeah so overall my rating for this movie I think I will give it a eight. Seven point five. Oh. Oh, hey, very. Yeah, if you really just don't think about it, like it's a comic book come to life, and this is what a fully authentic comic book movie will be like without trying mm. to change logic or like like make or uh worry about your bigger unit. This is just a good comic book. This is a comic book movie, like perfectly done comic book movie without having to change anything. So yeah, I'll give it a eight. So yeah. it was a it was a what movie again? A comic what I'm joking. This <laughs> <laughs> was a graphic novel if we heard you comment. The graphic novel <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I have one more thing to add. I just got a kick out of every time Idris Elba said Jotunheim. I was like Hemdal. Uh-huh. That's why. <laughs> oh. Jotunheim. Jotunheim. Let's get to Jotunheim. Hey, you're, you're no longer what's his face Hemdal with the sword uh, being the gatekeeper but you know the key is make a good movie and I thought this was a great movie technically mm-hmm. impressive enjoyable right my only regret is I didn't get to see this in a giant IMAX screen because of the mishandling of the pandemic by the government but that's for another show <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just really wish I could have seen this on a huge IMAX screen especially the gore the action uh, I give this a strong 9 out of 10 I really Ooh. love this film that's really it's high. not my favorite movie of the year I'd say funnily enough I just realized my top 3 movies of the year two of them are DC movies so I'd say number 1 is Zack Snyder's Justice League I knew it number 2 <laughs> is A Quiet Place Part 2 and I this third Mel what about you what do you give this movie what you I think what you think <laughs> 
I felt like this movie was um they, it was as fresh as it could be. Um, even if it's a soft reboot, soft sequel, a disconnected one at that of the 2016 one, and even if the beginning kind of felt like a repeat of the first movie, they did take it in the an unpredictable direction and I really did enjoy the unpredictability of it all so it was really fresh in my opinion when it comes to like the dialogue as well I really actually really enjoyed the scripting it's something I think I alluded to as well um there's the point in every movie or media where the jokes can get a little bit like repetitive cringy predictable but I felt like with this one it was actually really well done I did not expect half of the jokes to come out the way they did or like the puns etc so I I really loved that um, because I'm thinking back to like Hotel Transylvania like a long time ago when they wait like this running like oh selfie joke and I'm like that is that supposed to be funny like sometimes it's like really cringy mm-hmm. but that wasn't the case for this movie at all so I actually really did enjoy this in comparison to the 2016 one it's only because I missed the Joker that's why I was like a bit <laughs> but rating wise <laughs> rating wise I would give it um I would give it an 8.5 actually um the big thing that's lacking for me graphics everything it was just so visually pleasing but I just if the soundtrack was better I would have given it a nine Ooh. yeah because I'm a huge soundtrack person it totally lacked for me but everything else was really well done I really enjoyed this movie yeah for me I would give it a seven out of ten it was mm. fun it was entertaining it, there were great characters and the acting was really good I just wish there was slightly more to the storyline and there was more character development to be a stronger movie I don't know I, I for me I felt like also at the beginning I didn't know if it was a remake or a soft sequel but in terms of was a remake necessary maybe in terms of Mm -hmm. if they want to create a better cinematic universe but as we said it's a mess so maybe not but who knows (laughs) Mm -hmm. i i feel like for them this is this could potentially be a a good reset how they'll handle it from here we'll see but if they do it right this would be the start of it Mm -hmm. all like i can see what they're trying to do yeah but yeah, but, yeah. because this is just words, a business. Uh, so yeah, if yeah. this if this doesn't perform on HBO Max or if the audiences don't want to watch it, then yeah, we're gonna pivot again. <laughs> yeah, pivot. In the, in the words of Momo from the previous episodes in season one, "Don't fuck it up." <laughs> <laughs> the last time I said that, you know what happened? Episode three came. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh always bring we up episode. Yeah, we'll always bring up episode three in our podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what really brings me down for Suicide Squad is the fact that it's so disconnected. Because I love yeah. like with Loki, I love looking at oh, it's connected here. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. and then this movie, I'm just like, there's nothing. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I guess we could say that all of our ratings did increase from the 2016 Suicide Squad. Oh, so yes. yeah, they're yeah. they're doing something right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, actually no. was 8.1. So, uh, ah, overall. Sure. Oh, just... oh. oh, okay. Oh, yeah. right. oh. Hey. That's a good idea, actually. We have an average. Yeah, I was doing quick <laughs> maths. I was just like, means. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> Good <Right. math. laughs> All right. So if you have made it to the end of our podcast, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate your support. If you're watching, sorry, if you're listening to us on YouTube, make sure to give us a like as well as comment down below. Do you agree or disagree with our discussions? And what did you think of this year's Suicide Squad? If you're listening to other streaming platforms, make sure to share it with your friends and family so that might be interested in our podcast as well as follow us on instagram to be updated on when we upload new episodes once again thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode until then bye thank you bye bye oh my god <laughs>